Hey, welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Mark Massaro. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Michelle Bader. Michelle, what's up? You know what? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful fall day. Awesome. I know. Isn't it awesome? It's awesome. It. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. I know. I realized I said awesome twice. That's okay. It's, it's really awesome. So yeah, I can share with you some things that have been going on. So here's a big one. I actually haven't told you this yet. So it brings up a little bit of grief. My son Peyton was diagnosed with scoliosis, which sounds scary, but it's just a curvature of the back. Yeah. And so, but when you say your son's been diagnosed with, it's a little bit scary. And so I have an appointment in a couple of days with his doctor to talk about what to do. And we all already made a physical therapy appointment. So I actually found out like some of my nieces and nephews have had it. Lots of friends, their kids have had it. It's very common. Mm, okay. And all you have to do is some exercises to help like with the oh, curvature good. of the spine. So it's nothing big, but it's just anything like that. And he was scared. Like, what is this? You know? And like, I'm like, it's not cancer. It's not like that. You know, I have to yeah. explain it to him. So he got kind of worried, but um, sure, yeah. I'm just not worrying about it. So that was something big that happened. Um this last week. Um, I am excited because I enrolled in the John Maxwell, um, leadership Academy, basically it's called something like that. Um, basically what's going to help me learn how to speak and coach. And so that's exciting. So I just started, um, I just signed up today. So super excited about that. Let's see what else I've been enjoying the nice fall weather. So in Washington, it's probably like sixties and it's really nice out. So I've been running a lot and just enjoying like I love running in the fall. It's so beautiful. Don't you love it? I do. It's my favorite <laughs> time of year. You love running and it's dancing. It's so awesome. <laughs> How is it? It's so awesome. So let's see what else. I don't know. What's been happening with you? I'll tell you something else if I remember it, but. Um, <clears throat> well, a lot of stuff actually. Um, okay. uh, I will not get into the details for now, but um, I'm not working at my job anymore. Okay. And I am homeschooling, helping homeschool my kids. Nice. Um, it's actually been a tremendous blessing um, to get that involvement. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the friend of mine who's been homeschooling my kids, um, it's, it's a lot for her because mm-hmm. she has five different, she has five kids in different grades and different Whoa. ages. And, yeah, it's hard. Um, I was just having these overwhelming feelings. This is part of the stuff that was bugging me a couple weeks ago is that, um, I feel like because she took on my kids that her kids' education is lacking or suffering or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. And that really was like really hurting my heart, bringing me a lot of grief and not like grief, like over Lacey, but just, um, grief that my situation is becoming a burden to somebody. That was how I was projecting it. And um, mm-hmm. so a lot of changes have gone on. And so now I'm, um, for now, I'm helping homeschool my kids. And it's just been nice. an awesome, awesome blessing. Um, and yeah, that's that's about all the the big stuff. I mean, it's pretty huge, but- Yeah, that is huge. You know, so, it's like, I don't have to go to bed at eight o'clock every night anymore nice. and, you know, stuff like that, get up at four and carrying my kids out of bed and stuff like that. So that's been huge, huge blessing. Yeah. What's your favorite subject to teach? Do you have one yet? <laughs> you know what? It's only been uh, like three days <laughs> okay. so far. So I, I'm still like learning- yeah what's going on and so I'm just kind Uh of jumping in where I can or whatever but um, watching the kids learn helping helping my son Luke learn how to read Mm. oh he's Um, so smart you know it's so cute it is so cute watching him like he's starting to read cat 
cat nice. yeah yeah but just hearing him like sound things out oh, like oh my gosh it's I so love cute that. and um yeah and he's smart he's like a whiz in math like mm-hmm. it's he loves numbers it's like an obsession everything mm-hmm. is numbers like mm-hmm. everything daddy there's eight white cars like <laughs> just driving down the street oh there's three lights on that stoplight or I whatever you know it. like everything is just he's very um math minded and so mm-hmm. it's it's really like cool to see because Lacey was like that yeah oh, and yeah. um it's really neat to like see that in my kids see anything of her traits in my kids um and you know I was uh, today I'm I'm doing some stuff in the garage and um I finally pulled down Lacey's like snowboarding equipment mm. and golf clubs and stuff like that and I'm selling them and um for me it's not I don't have a problem getting rid of them. Um, like a, I know a lot of people struggle yeah. with that. It's just not right. It, I'm okay with it, but it did honestly, like, um, it was pretty hard, like going through a snowboarding bag and just remembering oh, wearing yeah. this jacket. And, oh, I remember I have a kiss from her and, or a mm-hmm. picture of a kiss from her when she was wearing this beanie and right. You know, so it was just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of threw me off a little bit, but, um, yeah you know, I just, I need to, I was holding on to the stuff thinking my, uh, my daughter might want it someday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is dumb. Like these golf clubs are going to be so old and out right. that she ever is interested in golf. Like I might as well sell right. them they're still worth a little bit of money. And, you know, same with the snowboarding gear, like this stuff's just getting ruined and, you yeah. know, sitting in my garage or whatever, over time, it'll be cracked and brittle mm-hmm. by the time she's old enough for a board this big or whatever. Well, not that Lacey was tall, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyways there's that but yeah. um yeah that's that's pretty much the gist of what's been going on with me but yeah so today we are going to talk about a topic that we've talked about doing for a while mm-hmm. um called don't fall for counterfeit comfort so you actually <laughs> um came up with this title and I, I loved it because it really makes a lot of sense. And from being in a lot of different widow groups on Facebook mm-hmm. at one point, I saw that a lot of people were falling for counterfeit comfort. Mm-hmm. For sure. So as believers, we know where our comfort comes from. But mm-hmm. what do you think of? Why did you come up with that title? Like, what did you see that made you uh, want to give people the advice to not do that? Yeah, it's actually a chapter in my book. It's one of the chapters I've fully written. And, you know, it was from seeing all of these. Okay. So when I first became a widow, I was like, I don't, I hate the word widow. I just, it makes me think of this lady in a black dress with like white hair and a bun and cats crawling on her. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be that person. I don't want to be identified as a widow. And then I start, and I'm not going to like reach out to widows. Like, I don't want to do widow ministry, but God was like, yes, you, yes, yes. Like I started seeing these people like talk about like just having sex with random people and, you know, just all the things that I was seeing. And I was like, okay, they need to know where their comfort comes from. Not like in a judgmental way, but like just seeing the need, like, oh my goodness, there's so many people who are going to the wrong things and just wanting to get comfort from shopping or food. I mean, there's so many things that when you're just lost in the beginning, it's so overwhelming. And it's so like, huge, all of these things that are saying, look at me, I'll give you comfort. Look at me. And it's like these things that look so good. 
and they and you know it's not like shopping in itself or talking to a man in itself it's it's the using those things like those aren't bad in themselves like it's using those things to get comfort and I just saw such a need for this you know so that's why I kind of chose this topic um and so that's why we're here today to talk about counterfeit comfort and the different things that we've seen. And maybe if we want to share some of our own, you know, personal experiences with things that have given us comfort. So that's mm-hmm. why I chose it. Great question. I like it. Thank you. I'm full of great questions. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it really spoke to me because I was not only, you know, it's, it's very easy to see things other people are doing, it's a little harder to turn the mirror back on yourself oh, yeah. and see what you're mm-hmm. doing. And I first, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, like, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm seeing all these, like I learned, I'm just going to get real here. Let's get real. <laughs> I learned this phrase called a widow. I'm sorry, that's kind of inappropriate, but I was Wid-ho. like, what is that? what is that? And then these women were all having a conversation in this Facebook group about all these men that they randomly hooked up with. And um, obviously as humans, we all understand the desire to do something like right. that, you know? Um, but I just, I felt really bad because I was thinking in my heart, like, man, that's not going to like fulfill anything for right. them. It's actually going to bring them more grief. Yeah. And, um, they're going to make, miss their spouse more. And, yeah. um, I read about so many of them talking about how they compared them to their late husband. Mm, it was yeah. all women talking mm-hmm. about this. Of course, there were the men in there that were trying to sign up for the, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to fill out their application <laughs> to fill this role for them. But it was, it was a conversation amongst women and, um, they kept talking about the grief it was giving them because they didn't feel any affection for these men. It was just the physical act. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't a good feeling because they didn't have any love for this person and they felt dirty and cheap and that they didn't feel like that until afterwards. And I was like, wow, right. yeah, I mean, I could totally see that that's right. how it would be, you know, and um, so that was one one thing. But when I reflected back on myself, I was like, gosh, like I'm doing this too. Like not, you know, not the widow thing, <laughs> but um, but just saying like I'm. I'm filling my mind with things so that I don't have to face what I'm feeling. Right. I'm going Mm -hmm. to things that feel good to me rather than, um, you know, trying to focus on going to God. And, and I was just going to anything that was occupying my mind. So for me, it's been multiple things at different phases of time, but it was, doing projects. I like Mm -hmm. fixing things. I like working on things. And I was on this mission to make my house feel different because Lacey died in my house. Yeah. And no matter what, I kept seeing it everywhere I went and I needed the house to feel different. And I just went on this mission of, it was spending, it was consuming all my time. I would start these huge projects that like, I just didn't have the energy to complete, but Mm -hmm. I still started them. And then I got super overwhelmed and all this stuff. So that was one of my things that I did. Um, I also, uh, when I, I joined a a widow's group on Facebook, actually the one you and I met in, Mm -hmm. 
And um, I posted my story because, you know, I posted what happened, like everybody does when they first join yeah. the group, they introduce <clears throat> themselves and, you know, say what they've been through, because I wanted people that understood. Um, and one, one of the byproducts of that was getting a lot of women reaching out to me in private mm -hmm. message. And I was enjoying it. I was enjoying mm -hmm. having conversations with people and you know, it just would go deeper and deeper into where it was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I like kind of have a relationship with this person, not like a relationship, mm -hmm. but like a relationship, like, like oh, a whatever, like, kinda, like, yeah, something like that. I'm, you know, it's like, I'm committed to talking to this person every day or whatever. And that was multiple people that, um, that that happened with. And, and I didn't like it. Honestly, I didn't like it. It got to the point where I was like, I was just looking for somebody to Right. That Just understood what yeah, I had yeah. been through. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're talking about totally different stuff. And um, so I like kind of backed away from that and left the group and stuff yeah. like that. Also, there was a lot of um, sadness. As yes. You know. yes. Um, it was like every single day, multiple new people adding their stories. And right. It's just I like, know. gosh, this is hard. Mm -hmm. um, I have more, but what about you? What, what kind of uh, counterfeit comfort have you chased or have you witnessed? Mm. Yeah, you know, keeping with the keeping it real, you know, I haven't really been able to publicly like talk about a lot of things. Uh, privately, I've had conversations with people, but you know what? It's part of my journey. And, you know, I was just like you and, you know, faithful in my marriage and didn't talk to anybody else. In fact, I didn't even have any friends that were males. Like I was just really just Luke, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you wonder, I know you guys can relate, like you've been married for a long time. And then you're like, do I still got it? Like, am I still, <laughs> I mean, we all go through this, right? I never had it. So I didn't go through that. <laughs> Not true. So I just was like, I wonder, like, am I, am I still attractive? Would someone still talk to me? You know? And I just kind of like started thinking about who do I know that's single? Like what kind of guys do I know that's single and started reaching out and, um, started talking, you know, just like texting. There were a few phone calls with a few people and just really, it was nothing bad, but it was that like trying to fill that void mm -hmm. Luke's gone. And instead, like the first four or five months, I was super focused. It was just God filling that void. And then it was literally like, I woke up one day, I am not lying. And maybe this has happened to someone else. And I woke up and I thought I can talk to men and that's okay. Like, it was just like this thought in my head mm -hmm. because I always didn't because I was married and it was kind of an exciting thought. And that does not mean, and we may go into this in another episode. It doesn't mean I didn't love Luke. It does not respect your spouse. Of course. You wake up and you're like, I could talk to someone of the opposite sex that doesn't respect, disrespect your love for them. But, um, you know, I just started, you know, getting to know different people and they tell me I was beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was like filling this void with this counterfeit comfort. And it was like, not anything that was ever going to go anywhere. Like I knew it wouldn't, you know? And so it was very counterfeit. And it was like, not that I wanted it to go anywhere at that point anyways, but that was definitely, um, a way I filled my cup and honestly still do at times. So, um, that's a big one. And I'm just being honest because I know other widows and widowers have got to struggle with this. Like, cause mm -hmm. you, you had your person who was there telling you these things all the time, you know, good right. morning, beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And then to be able to find that it's comforting in the second, but it's also grief because you're like, you don't even know me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so and it's not as good as receiving compliments from your spouse. Oh, exactly. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, this, 
You're nice like, oh, people. That good. Yeah. And <clears throat> this isn't exactly counterfeit comfort, but it's something that happened and it may have happened to somebody else through the same time period. So my grief counselor told me that when you go through grief, it's like grief soup, anything you've ever grieved comes up. And I had, um, a situation with a youth pastor who had been inappropriate to me when I was a teenager and, um, that came back up and I actually dealt with it. I'm not going to say any names. Like it's all, it doesn't matter, but I was able to meet with this person with my counselor. I wrote a letter and I told him in this letter, how the domino effect that had happened in my life because of what he did to me when I was like 15 and 16. And it was the most liberating thing. And he's crying and all this stuff. And then I said, I looked at him and I said, what you did is not okay, but I forgive you. And he's crying. And I was like, can I pray for you? And he's like, wow, I didn't expect that. I'm like, well, God forgave me like yeah. all my sins and was able. So that was like a big step. I remember that day. It was like so liberating to be like, whoa. And then, you know, to really sit down with, especially my daughter and like, say like, people can't do these things to you, you know, make sure that she mm-hmm. knows that never. She's like, I wouldn't let anybody talk to me like that. I wouldn't let, you know. And so that was like huge thing that, you know, and this is really hard. I don't talk about things, these things publicly. So this is like kind of a big step that I'm even talking about it. But I think that, um, especially women need to know, like, it's okay to face your person. If you have a way of facing them safely, like mine was with the counselor. It is so good for your soul to be able mm-hmm. to tell this person that is not okay, but I forgive you. If you're at that place, don't say it if you don't really forgive them. So that, that was huge. Um, I'm going to say another thing that's really hard to admit. I am in the same grief soup. What came up was if I'd married someone else, my husband wouldn't be dead. So I started like thinking about all my ex-boyfriends and like, if I would have married this person, they wouldn't be dead. And I went through this thing, but I think that you can almost become a different person. Um, when you're going through grief, like in the beginning, I remember looking in the mirror and like, who am I? Like, what, who am I? Like, I don't, what am I doing? Who am I? Who Mm -hmm. I, who am I now? I don't know. And we did a whole episode or I think you were not available that time, but I did one called who am I now? And just like trying to figure that out. And you guys, these are real things. Like I'm not holding it back. Like these are things that have happened and I'm not, and hopefully you can learn from it that really the point is we're never going to be fulfilled. And I'm talking to myself today too, as I'm still in this weird, like dating world and all this stuff, like a person is not going to fulfill us. Even when we were married, we still had voids. Like sometimes we can like fantasize it in our head about how amazing it was. But if you think back, we still had voids, (laughs) like our spouse didn't fill everything our only, like it's Jesus. That's the only thing that can fill that vacuum, that void. And when we go to anything else, it's not going to complete us. And so right. I mean, we're, like, we're created that way. We're created with a void in our heart and the void yeah. is to be filled by God. And we try to fill it with um, new fun, shiny things. And those things feel great for a little while. And then all of a sudden they don't matter to you anymore because they didn't actually fulfill the void, whether it's chasing, um, you know, the next new toy. And I, I know every time I get a new car, I'm so excited about it. It's Mm -hmm. so great. I'm so excited and I'm looking forward to it. And, oh, and then I get it and it's awesome. And I'm checking out all the new things it does and this and that. And then the couple of weeks goes by and you're used to it and it's just another car. And then you're on chasing the next thing. If, 
if you don't have that understanding mm -hmm. already. Um, a lot of people do that. A lot of people think, oh, when I get this boat, I'll be happy. When I get yeah. this camper, I'll be happy. When I get this vacation home, I'll be happy. Or when whatever. I get married, I'll be happy. And that's an easy thing to fall into as a widow again. Right. When I get married again, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very true. And it's, it's fascinating though, because we are built with that void. And so there's a lot of celebrities that you can look this up that will talk about their fame and fortune. Like I think it was Jim Carrey who famously said, I wish everybody could achieve fame and fortune so they, they could see it's not the answer. That's good. Because yeah. it's the same thing. Like mm -hmm. what, I mean, you have, you get yourself $20 million per movie and, you know, he's at the peak of Hollywood success and he's sitting there telling you, this isn't it. This isn't the answer. Right. Um, Tom Brady, um, famous quarterback yeah. at the time for the New York Patriots or the new, new <laughs> a lot of people would be mad at that. The new <laughs> England Patriots um, famously said he's, you know, this guy has everything he could want. He is an all-star quarterback, like, you know, going to go down in the hall of fame for sure. Um, you know, mansions and literally a supermodel for a wife and all these things. And he's like, and I look around and I think, is this really all there is? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's easy to think that we are, that this is going to make us feel better. Or that's going to make us feel better. But in reality, the only thing that's going to fill the void in your heart is God and God healing that void and your joy Mm -hmm. The joy of your salvation that completes your soul mm -hmm. is what you should be, is what all of us should be constantly seeking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had lots of things and it's, it's hard because you also, you go through guilt if you're like mm -hmm. talking to somebody or whatever, even though my intentions talking to people were not dating or anything, right. um, you know, at, at, towards the beginning or whatever was, um, I just wanted somebody to talk to. Yeah. And it was exciting talking to somebody new and exciting to somebody that hadn't heard my story and was telling me um, what a great husband I was. And it felt good for a little while, but then it was like, I feel bad. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to these people. They're not lazy. Like, right. you know, and, and it, it, you know, another thing that I did that I've talked about in past, past episode, I don't remember which one, but um, I started smoking pot thinking mm -hmm. that that was going to make me feel better. And um, it did for a short mm -hmm. while and then it didn't. And then it made me feel worse. And a lot of people do that or they go to drinking or a big one mm -hmm. is they go to shopping. Oh, I also yeah. did that. I was on Amazon like every day, just like, Ooh, what can I get? Like I didn't need anything. I was just scrolling through. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then it would right? remind me of something else I wanted. And I'd uh -huh. go get that. And I'd have all this stuff in my cart. And it was like, <laughs> I don't need any of this. Yeah. I just want to watch those shipping dates roll in. I want to get boxes in the mail and open them and go, Ooh, this is exciting. Yep, yep. Oh, this is cool. What is this? Oh, this is neat. Yeah. I like it. Oh, check this out. And then it's like, okay, well, if it was a new tool, it was like, okay, well, I go right. put it in my, put it in my tools right. and then don't look at it again until I use it or whatever. You know, it's just, these things are all counterfeit. They, you counterfeit, think they're going to feel yeah. good. You think they're going to feel good and they do, but then it's gone and you mm -hmm. don't care anymore. And um, so, yeah, that's, I, I felt like you had something else you were going to say a minute ago. No, I was just thinking about, um, so my kids are teenagers now, so I'm very, very open with them about talking about like, God doesn't just like 
make rules because he's mean and all this, but there's reasons. And so kind of going along back to the people who, you know, are like having sex just to try to fill this void. Well, there, you know, what I tell, I tell my kids, there's like an emotional bond that forms when you have sex with somebody. And so that's why it's supposed to be for marriage. And so what the people, you know, these people are doing that filling the void with sex, you're just getting an emotional attachment to someone else. And you already went through grief. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're going to, what you're going to do is bring more grief, like grief on top of grief. <laughs> and I know there's people out there, like, you know, I follow some people, like, I can't even remember her name. Like, you know, people who say they just, they don't care. Like they can just turn off their emotions. They can just do this, but it, there's going to be repercussions. That word, repercussions. Wait, <laughs> Wait, repercussions? There it is. Okay, there it is. The source. Haven't said that in a while. That's the source. So there's going to be things that are going to be like from that, you know, not to mention all the other stuff, but just like even yeah. that emotional bond, you are already grieving. Do you really? I hope this helps somebody. I hope somebody's like on the verge of like, I'm going to do this and they hear this and they think, do I really want grief on top of grief? Like you don't want grief on top of grief. Like don't do it. (laughs) Don't add anything to the soup. (laughs) Don't add anything. It's got enough ingredients as it is. So much in your soup already. Like seriously, this, this is a big one. I mean, and then there's just like all these things that in the moment, Satan makes sin look so tempting and like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so good. But what is it? It's afterwards that you start feeling the guilt. You start feeling like, and then then there's natural consequences for things. And so I just really want to encourage the listeners to not, and not all these like shopping, like not everything, but there are things that are going to add more grief to your grief. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to have to go through more grief than they already have to. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, totally. And in regards to the sexual stuff, like just aside from, I don't know, and this isn't for everybody. I just know for myself personally, it would feel like dirty and right. wrong. And uh-huh. so let's say you get this, you know, half hour, hour, whatever of enjoyment, and then you're living with the consequences of that for a week or two weeks. And um, you know, it's just not worth it. But let's no. just, that's just the actual act. But let's say something else happens. Let's say that, um, you know, for a man that you accidentally get somebody pregnant or, you know, same thing for a woman, right? Um, she gets pregnant. Like imagine the grief that that's going to bring you, that you now have to face this situation (laughs) that like you weren't ready for and weren't prepared for with a person that you weren't, I mean, you know, we're all for the most part, I know the general age groups of the people that listen, (laughs) we're mostly all you know, into adulthood, um, and, and beyond, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're very much adults, but so it's not like this is, you know, a junior high, like, you know, lesson or whatever, (laughs) but I'm just saying to like, like, you know, to like revisit the consequences of your actions, because Mm -hmm. for many of us, we're married for a very long period Mm -hmm. of time. It wasn't a scary thought, um, you know, like, or, or, you know, there's a lot of diseases out there Mm -hmm. now, that we're not out there or we're not as uh, prevalent when, when we were last single. Right. Um, And that's just never been the kind of person I am anyways. Right. So I'm not really personally worried about, you know, (laughs) sleeping around aspect or whatever, but, and it's none of my business. I don't care what anybody else does. Of course, why that was, that's not my business, but I'm just saying from 
what I've seen in these widow groups, mm -hmm. it is so sad when you read the story. There was this one woman in particular um, that said how she's been like meeting and just just going for it, just doing whatever she wanted. And so she said for the past couple months, every weekend she goes out and she meets guys at the bar and sleeps with them. Oh, horrible. And I mean, I she was saying horrible, it's like... now been two months and she's like, I've known that it makes me feel like crap. Right. But I still do it. And she's all, and now I'm left with these irreversible, I can't take it back. Yeah. And she's like, and my husband was the first person I was with. Oh, wow. And she's like, I just feel like such a dirty person. Like I can't stop mm. crying and all these things. And, you know, so to each their own and, you know, we're all adults and we're right. all held accountable to Christ, not to one another. Right. Um, so I'm not, you know, judging anybody or right, anything exactly. like that. I've, I've, I've <laughs> I've got my own sins to worry about. I don't, I don't worry about what other people are doing unless they want my opinion. However, that being said, I just, from what I've seen, I know this is something that a lot of widows and widowers go through also. Mm -hmm. And I just want to hopefully cause people to think about, is this really worth it? Mm -hmm. Because I can't take, there's so many things you just can't take back. You know, um, I couldn't, take back like any of the uh well <laughs> I guess I could have returned some stuff to Amazon <laughs> true but I mean have a great I return can't, policy I can't take back mm -hmm. that I was so proud of myself that I'd stopped smoking pot for so long and then I just randomly started again and it's like I started over I can't take that back right I can't say like oh I've been clean for this long and you know I've done far worse things than pot so it's like I'm I'm okay like as far as I'm forgiven I've moved mm -hmm. past it I'm not really tempted by it anymore um, but I can't take that back. I can't mm -hmm. like unsmoke it, you know? And so it just, it's just those things where I just, I hope people will, um, recognize what we're talking about mm -hmm. as far as, you know, wanting to find things that make you feel better mm -hmm. and that maybe we'll all partake in better wisdom of trying to go to the mm -hmm. scriptures and have God speak to us before we, you know, take that invitation out to the club or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. take people up on that because also women uh you're very particularly you're very vulnerable yes men see yeah I've seen this so many times um where men see a widow as somebody who will be they're not married anymore I'll just say that yeah and I recognize that and there's a lot of men out there that will absolutely take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So just be careful. Definitely. I think we should turn it into now, like, okay, so these are things we don't want to do. Like, how do we get the comfort then like specific things? And so I'll just share things that have helped me. Um, mm -hmm. It's really tuning everything else out and listening to worship music really helps mm -hmm. me. If you are like, I don't even know what worship music, like you can just look up worship music on YouTube or on Amazon music, like anywhere, Christian music. And it's just, it's music where you're pouring out your heart to God and just crying and just like, God, fill me, God, fill me. And then, you know, spending time in the Bible. If you don't even know what to do, open the Bible app. We've talked about that before you version or whatever, get something right. and start reading, um, be involved with other Christians who are on the same path as you like church Bible study, or just call, like I have like a group of women I can call like people that are going to pour into you in a healthy way. When you're like, Oh my goodness, I'm really tempted right now to fill this with the wrong things. Like 
if I'm like, okay, I'm really tempted to just like get these affirmations from a man, I need to stop and be like, I'm going to call one of my girlfriends. She can tell me good things about me. It's not going to be like that. Or we can go on a walk or we can do like whatever. Like I'm really feeling, or like, I'm really feeling this right now. I'm going to just pour into what God says about who am I to God? Like, who am I? And no, because I know that it's definitely for me, one of my biggest struggles is wanting those positive affirmations from a man and like learning that I don't have to have that. Like I, God gives me everything I need. I don't need to hear it from a man. And so just like getting back on focus and like, okay, God, fill me. You know what? I'm just going to spend time with you, you know, and carving out that time when you would maybe go out somewhere and meet people like to just be like focused. Okay, God, I'm on a date with you. What do you want to teach me today? And just like pouring into it. So those are some of the things that I use, or I've talked about it many times. I leave my phone at home. I go on a walk. Actually, that's like my best time. I'm like crying and just like talking out loud and we're out in the country. So nobody hears me and I just let the dog run. And I'm just like pouring my heart out to God. Like it feels so good. I think actually for me, that's the best thing that's helped me. So what about you? What helps you? Yeah, I, I agree with all of those. Um, and I just would like to expand more on the other people um, because okay. that helps me a lot. Yeah. For me, yeah. it is people that I know would hold me accountable. Mm, um, yes. And and I'm a very honest person. I confess mm-hmm. things to people that I know that I don't want to be in my life. And um, I don't want to have, like, I don't want to have to tell them anything yeah. I did. Exactly. Bad. And so mm-hmm. that helps me a lot is, um, having that accountability. I don't have to, like, I I want to be able to tell somebody when they say how you've been doing, or, you know, do you still get tempted by pot? And I'm like, Nope, that's what I want to be able to say. And so anytime, because I still occasionally, I I live in California. It's very (laughs) widely available. Mm -hmm. There's literally stores, um, you know, less than a mile from my house that I could just walk in and buy it. So yeah, I get tempted sometimes if I'm bored or I'm home mm-hmm. alone or I don't have the kids or whatever it might be, it, the temptation creeps into my mind. Right. It's very quickly gone though, because I don't want to feel like that again. I don't want right. to feel like, or I don't want to feel like it's something I need to quit again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'd just say, um, having a good, at least one good friend that you can confide in mm-hmm. that won't judge you. Um, because that's not what we're supposed to do as believers. We're supposed to accept, um, and talk people through that. We're all sinners, you know, and if somebody's going to sit there and say, you shouldn't be doing that. Like they need to be looking at themselves in the mirror because we're all sinners and it's Mm -hmm. equivalent in God's eyes, whether you're whatever, we all know what a sin is. So, um, it doesn't matter what it is. We're all equivalent in God's eyes. We're equivalently, we all equally fall short. Mm-hmm. of the glory of God and we all need a savior. So you need a friend who understands that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um you know that that will hold you accountable, that will check in with you and say, "Hey, is your relate are your relationships staying pure? Are you mm-hmm. you know what I mean, stuff like that." And um, right. for me, like I have a really good church family. Um I know a lot of people there and they all care about me and um going there and seeing them smiling at me or telling me I'm a good dad or yeah whatever those things like really strengthen me. But, um, the main thing is, um, my Bible and asking God to speak to me because when you have a good, a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to 
deal with their grief by going to God, because for some reason they feel like God can't heal their grief. Mm. But I can tell you firsthand when God fills your soul right with the joy of your salvation, Mm -hmm. you will feel great. Mm -hmm. You will have a deep understanding. Um, at least this is how it is for me. And I feel like this is just how it works. But like when I'm having a grief filled moment and I go to God, like, I don't know what it is. A lot of people feel like, oh, I'm not going to waste my time. I need a real world thing. That's going to help me. Mm. And, um, you know, I need to go to my counselor or I need to go, whatever it might be. Um, for me, it's the exact opposite. When I draw close to God and I feel his presence, it gives me this large, yeah, vision that like oh yeah like this doesn't all this doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. I'm going to heaven I'm saved by the Mm -hmm. king praise God and it just like I just feel better it pulls me out of that moment it makes me feel like you know what I'm fine God's taking Mm -hmm. care of me I'm gonna be fine and yeah it hurts but Lacey's not hurting exactly Lacey's smiling Mm -hmm. and so those are, you know, my things, my advice for how to not fall for counterfeit comfort. It's still, you know, we all still have grief, of course, but like, um, as far as if I get tempted or whatever, like, it's just like, go to God and he'll fill you. Or like, for me, it's like the verse of the day, you know, I've yeah. talked about that before. Yep. There's so many times where I'm yep. like, Oh, let's see what the verse of the day is. And God's like, yeah, don't do foolish things or whatever, you know, where yeah. it's like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. I love um, that. And there is like a verse. perfect example. Sorry, real quick. Um, I just opened because I was curious, just opened the Bible. Um, the verse of the day is my help comes from the Lord mm, who made heaven yes. and earth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. Perfect. There it is. It spoke to me perfectly. Just spoke to but, our but, audience about wait, exactly what we're I think it was about. speaking to me today. I already read that. God was speaking <laughs> to me. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? You can speak to everybody. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I love it. Yes. And I was just going to say, there is a verse. I don't have the reference in front of me. Draw close to something about draw near to God. He will draw near to mm-hmm. you. Actually, I think yeah. you and I, we talked about that recently and um, it's definitely true. I can feel that because what I feel like what Satan tries to do to me sometimes is if I have like sinned or whatever, then he makes me feel like, okay, you're so bad. You can't talk to God. God wouldn't want to hear right. from you, but then it's like, no, I can draw close to God and he will draw close to me. So and, that is uh, James four, eight. Thank you. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and then just, um, a couple more things and we can wrap it up. Um, just speaking about like having friends, like I actually did this with, I have two really good friends who both happen to be widows. We guys know Stacy and then our other friend, Jess, we have a group chat and we talk, you know, all the time about everything. And I said, you know what I like? I like, I need some advice on this. I'm like, I like, because you guys are going to tell me not what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was actually kind of on this subject a little bit. And, and, um, one of them was able to say to me, you need to get your, you need to get this void filled by God, like not by anybody else. <laughs> and I was like, That's you're awesome. right. You're right. It's like, it was actually the same subject kind of, and just, um, just some stuff I'm going through and just to like go to God and not to people. Cause I tend yeah. to want to get it. You know, here's the other thing I've learned when I try like to get this void filled and like people become my security or whatever, they will always disappoint me. God is the only one who won't. And right. so it's not fair. It puts too much pressure on this person. And then it also, they can never be what God can be to you. I've learned that mm-hmm. definitely over time. There were lots of different situations. And then um, one more thing, this is like totally not on the subject. I should have shared it when it was like, what's been happening. So I wanted to share this just because I know you guys might relate. So we decided we've been looking for a new church and um, we've tried like so many, I'm kind of like done, but 
hopefully we'll find one. I just looked up churches on Saturday night. The one that's closest to our house we went to really nice people. I was like impressed by all the people who it was an older crowd who sent hi to us and everything. But, um, I'm asking the, the, you know, somebody there about Bible study. And she's like, Oh, well, we have one, you know, to uh, help improve your marriage. (laughs) I don't even have a man next to me. Like I got my kids. I'm like, where would this even come from? Like this thought that I would have a, I mean, and it threw me. Maybe she assumed your husband didn't want to go to church with you, but don't assume like, I know I, I said, um, I'm actually widowed. And she was like, Oh, I'm sorry kind of like shocking people sometimes but anyways it brought I went through grief during church and then it like brought me back to like remembering how nice it was to have Luke put his arm around me in church and I was like holding back tears during worship like oh my gosh like I don't I I just want him and I actually went through I don't go through anger but that day I went through anger Mm. on Sunday like a couple days ago like yesterday (laughs) and I just it it made me angry that someone I what I hate is walking into a new place where people don't know me and they just think whatever they don't think I'm widowed they think you know you're divorced or you know whatever like I just Mm -hmm. want I and it's like I say widowed so quickly because I don't want people to judge me not that I know what you mean I walk through Target and I'm like these people probably think I'm some weekend dad exactly I hate it yeah but I like you know to what? tell people right away. You know, I, if the opportunity presents itself, I tell them too, but you know what? Like, that's okay. They can assume whatever know, they want because I they're going to forget about you by the end of the day. They're not going to remember who that, and, and it, honestly, much sooner than that, they're going to forget about you. I know. It's um, just and like... there was a quote that I heard. Um, I've heard it before in the past, but I heard it again recently. It said, um, you wouldn't care what people think about you if you knew how little, how little. yes that's a good quote I know I and told that I to my kids true. before yeah <laughs> um but so that that verse that you said uh draw near to God and he uh-huh. will draw near to you is like I said is James 4 8 and what's crazy is I actually was going to bring up one of my favorite verses um my favorite verse from James mm-hmm. uh it's 4 7 it's the one right oh, before cool. that it says uh well I'm going to read it the way I know it um, okay. there's a different version submit yourselves to God, mm. resist the devil, the devil and he will flee from you. Perfect. Love and it. that is like perfectly in line with our discussion here because just keep, and actually the way I know it, I read the word submit here. Actually, the way I know it is obey God, mm. resist the devil and he will flee from you because you become a waste of time for God or excuse me, for the devil. If, if he's sitting there tempting you, but you say not. no and you obey God and he's tempting you and you say, because Satan knows how to tempt you. Oh, he knows yeah. your weaknesses. He knows that you're looking for affirmation from men. Yep. It doesn't matter. He knows exactly. And he'll send people uh, at yes, you. Yes, that is very true. Mm-hmm. But you, some, uh, you obey God, you resist the devil and eventually uh, he'll flee from you. He'll be yeah. like, this is a waste of my time. This person's mm-hmm. a strong believer. Um, so I just wanted to say that because that really has helped me a lot that I'm just like, obey God, obey God, obey God. Every time there's a temptation, obey God, resist the devil, obey God, resist the devil. This isn't going to fulfill my heart. This isn't going to fulfill my heart. Don't chase this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think something that you really taught me is like keeping that eternal perspective, you know? And so just reminding yourself when you are tempted or whatever, like just keep that eternal perspective. Like sometimes I just to remind myself, like, this is not our home. I get to go join Luke soon. You know, mm-hmm. like this isn't it, this isn't yeah. it. And so this stuff doesn't matter. Like, right. Yeah. 
And as far off as you might think it is or isn't, we don't know. Um, I personally believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. So I believe that Mm -hmm. Christ could come any day now. Um, But we don't know how, you know, maybe we have another 50 years on this earth. Who knows? Maybe we have another 60 years. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, I know, obviously, that's age permitting or whatever. But that being said, even if it's 100 years, that is really a short, 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 short blip of time. Right. It's like a grain of sand compared to all the beaches on earth um, compared to eternity. So we just kind of stick it out for God, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I love that. I love, I love trying to um, remind myself of that eternal perspective of like, ah, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. You know? Yep. It's awesome. Well, do you want to close us in prayer or did you have any final thoughts? No, no, I think uh, we covered it. Here's one more thing I wanted to say. Okay. Don't fall for counterfeit comfort. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. Because <laughs> it good. will come and it will not fulfill what you're looking for. Right. You lost your spouse. That's a very difficult thing that we all have to go through. And you're not going to find something that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yeah, I will that. go for us. All right. Father God, I pray for all of our listeners that you would um, deliver strength and courage to obey you and resist the devil. Um, And I pray that you would cause him to flee from us quickly Mm -hmm. as we get confronted with temptations because sin looks appealing and you, you know, our hearts and you know how weak we can be. Um, And so I just pray for anybody listening who feels that any kind of vulnerability in their life, that you would give them the strength and the courage um, to press into you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to speak to people. I pray that these words have helped at least one person. Yes. Um, that somebody would just feel like, yeah, I'm not going to do that or whatever. And, um, you're such a good God to us. And I pray that you would just fill everybody right now with the joy of their salvation of what it means that Christ died on the cross. Like, please give us all the perspective of the magnitude of how huge that is. And um, we thank you. We thank you for peace. We thank you for love. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate you listening. I hope this has helped you. If you want to reach out to us for prayer or just anything you want to share, we always get back to you. You can email us at widowedtoosoonm at gmail.com. And that's with the number two or find us on Facebook or Instagram, all the places. Also, we're still looking for guests. If you would like to be a guest on our show, give us an email. Um, uh, You're waiting. You're waiting. Okay. So if you really like this episode, give it a little bing, five stars. (laughs) And we'd also appreciate it if you wanted to like type out a little review. Um, It helps us get the word out to other people. So what else? Oh, follow my TikTok at Widow Goals. I'm getting close to 10K. Got to get there. Yeah, You haven't fallen yet, huh? No, no, I haven't had any like falling ones recently or like really being up on things, but keep people keep on that same one because it has a million views, not a million, but a lot. They say, why are you on the counter? Why are you on the counter? And I always say, because I can be. And I actually made a video about it. Let me just share one little side note. So somebody wrote a really mean comment that I actually responded to like in a video. So the comment was, wow, you actually seem happy about it, shaking my head. And it was about like being a widow. 
And mm. so I did a great response about the joy of the Lord and how he's turned my morning into dancing and like did a great response. And, and like all these widows were like, yeah, I wouldn't have been so kind. And like, um, just like, that's what it's about. It's about God. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, whatever, but why, why haters got to hate. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's not even the worst one, but it I makes people feel it. better about themselves. I think. Yeah, like in, in a subconscious kind of way, like they feel like if if I can say like, oh, this person is this, it makes them feel like I would never do that. I'm better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. We're all. Right. I mean, I would I never, never post no, a mean I comment. I would never. But that's we're all guilty of our own little things, you know. Relate like I would never post something mean on somebody's stuff. So, and I know you wouldn't either. So it's hard for me to relate. But anyways, we've already wrapped it on up. Don't want to get into yeah. another discussion. But thanks you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week. Have a fabulous day. And then the one more thing, sorry, one more thing. I was the thing I had to confess the thing that I said, come on, you know, you want to do it or something like that. A few minutes ago, I was talking about wanting people to be a guest on our show. Oh, I thought you're waiting for my Bing. No, I wasn't actually waiting for the Bing this time. Please. Like if you're, if you feel um, courage to reach out and mm-hmm. share your story, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your story. Um, we really would like to branch this out so that more people yeah. have, um, somebody that they can listen to that has a more similar story to theirs. Yes. So um, if you feel courageous, if you feel like you'd like to share your story, I can tell you personally, and Michelle would agree, it helps to talk about it. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, or don't think your story is not good enough or whatever, you know, just reach out to us. So we're looking for guests. Be our guests. Be our guests. guests. Put our service to the test. Remember last time? I think it's, yeah. No, it is. I thought there was something about magic. Okay. Sorry. We're wrapping it up. (laughs) We did that last time. Okay. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.